Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. Shoreline Cars and Coffee on this very hot already Saturday morning. And uh, a very good morning to you and to everybody uh, who is uh, down here this morning at Shoreline Cars and Coffee, one of my favorite places to be as uh, on a Saturday morning. If you are in the neighborhood, you want to come by and say hello. Uh, there's a guy with a 64. Well, I almost want to say 63, but I might be wrong. Um, anyways, beautiful vet. You'll see go right by me. I'm going to lower this here a little bit so you can see. And I'm actually going to stand a little bit out of the picture so you can get a glimpse at some of the beautiful iron that's here this morning. I mean, it's really uh, incredible. Some really beautiful cars. There's always a ton of nice cars here at uh, Cars and Coffee, but certainly... Uh, you know, you get uh, you get the creme de la creme of the neighborhood uh, that come out. We have a, uh, I think that's a, uh, a Pontiac. Yeah, it's the Pontiac convertible over there. And, uh, you know, the great thing about cars and coffee, as you can see as I go through some of the cars that are here, is that you're able to, um, you know, it's, it's not just if you own uh, you know, a great, uh, you know, multi-hundred-thousand-dollar collector car or something like that. Uh, you know, cars are welcome here from all different genres, all different types of cars. Everything from uh, new Corvettes to uh, late 50s, early 60s Mercedes. You have, you know, S10 series trucks. You got everything here. There's, there's a little something for everybody, but it's the... Uh, you know, for me, it's the oddball car that, uh, you know, that, that I love to see. Those, you know, the like that, you know, I, I'm going to say it's uh, early 60s uh, Mercedes, maybe a 190. Uh, there's a, a Hillman Minx over there. Uh, you know, you, you just see some interesting and... Um, Wonderful car. It's got a 68, I think, I can't see it, 68 Chevy uh, pickup. I mean, from all sorts of different genres. A beautiful Mustang convertible uh, just has rolled by. And, you know, the good thing about that, again, here's a guy pulling up with this Mustang convertible. And I'm going to flip around so you can see him park in there. You know, it's not all about just you have this pristine show car i mean here's a guy with uh, you know what you would call driver condition a couple of dents in the side you know a little uh cosmetic damage on the pan and like that but yet the cars are um they're just uh, you know they're they're reflections of love for so many people uh, the hours, the time, the work that people put into these cars um, is phenomenal. And we'll talk in a little bit to some of the guys that uh, and women that own these cars. Lance Lambert is going to join us from the Vintage Vehicle Show. He is on hand, and he's a regular participant up here. 
it's a great place also if you have your kids on a Saturday morning as they go till 10 o'clock if you have your kids on a Saturday morning and you say hey kids what are we going to do you know you take them anywhere and it's going to cost you a ton of money right anywhere you go is going to cost you you know $50 a kid you come down here and you get a car show with a lot of different interesting cars and it's going to run you nothing and you get to talk to some people and hang with some people and see some interesting interesting iron and for these people that's what it's all about it's about uh, it's about the love of cars you know you see people that i mean really take the time to uh you know to put the love into their car it's not just like they're taking a car and they're painting it up i mean there's love there's effort there's work there's parts locating you know owning a classic car is not just run down to the uh o'reilly's and grab yourself a, a new alternator or a new generator or something like that you have to know how to source the parts how to get them how to get them delivered to you now granted it's a lot easier today than it was 25 years ago or 50 years ago uh the um parts availability on the internet if, if the one thing the internet has done right it's helped uh, car collectors and people who are into cars find parts that they may never have found before uh, you know it's it's probably uh, uh you know e suffice it to say that if there's a part for your 57 ford sunliner in a junkyard in uh, Arizona somewhere, you can go on the internet and chances are you're gonna find it. Somebody just pulled up in a Chrysler K car, which, you know, were goofed on back when they were uh, were new, but now have become, some models have become collector's items. And um, I don't know how much collectible, but they have become cars that you would, uh, that you would go out and, uh, and buy and keep and shine and fix and take to a car show. So again, we're out here at Shoreline Cars and Coffee. If you're in the neighborhood, come on out. As I said, Lance Lambert is gonna join me in just a couple of minutes. We lost uh, uh, another car guy this past week, a high profile car guy is what I like to call him because there, there are people who are famous and they love cars. Some of them have big collections some of them not so big, maybe one or two cars or three cars, but it's cars that they love. But Tony Dow, who played um, Wally on Leave it to Beaver, the older brother, was an older brother to so many of us who grew up watching that show. I mean, he was, you know, you watch Wally and Beave every week and you thought that that was America. You thought that, that Wally could solve any problem that came up for the beef. And usually he could, but not uh, until Eddie Haskell, uh, played so well by the late Ken Osmond, was thrown into the mix, uh, you know, trying to make things worse. And uh, uh, it, it was sad to see that Tony had passed this week, even sadder to see that many media outlets jumped the gun in reporting it. Uh, yeah, whether it was an error by his family, an error by uh, who, 
whatever, uh, you know, they, they said he was dead before he was dead. And that's not nice. I hope you don't say I'm dead before I'm dead because I won't think it's very nice. But one of the great stories about Tony Dow is when he was 16 years old and he was playing Wally on Leave it to Beaver, he was old enough to get a car, buy a car. So he goes out and he buys a, uh, I guess it was at the time, a 60 or 61 Corvair Monza. And keeps the car a couple of years and sells it in 1965. And later on in his life, his wife gets involved. He was married to this woman, I think, 45 years. And uh, his wife gets involved and says, wouldn't it be cool if we could find that Corvair? Wouldn't it be cool if we could hunt around and find that car? And so they did. They contacted the owner of the car who had been uh, taking it to car shows in Southern California, actually advertising that it was once owned by Wally Cleaver or Tony Dow, who played Wally Cleaver. Here's a piece of a report from um, CBS in San Diego uh, with the voice of the late Tony Dow expressing his, you know, just gratitude that he actually came out of his house one morning and found his Corvair Monza in the driveway. Unwrapping the classic car he hasn't seen in 51 years. Look at that thing. I mean, it's gorgeous. Tony Dow from Leave it to Beaver, who played Wally Cleaver, says he drove this 1962 Chevy Corvair to the set. This is my first car that I ever had in my life. I was 16. It's not the junker he bought on the show for $25. $25 car was a better car, a better deal for a car. This one is a better deal for me now. Dow sold the car in 1965 to a guy named Al Dadisman. He restored it from the ground up in the late 80s, put a sign on the windshield for every car show, proud to say it was Wally Cleaver's. I mean, look at that thing. It's beautiful. Al passed in December and his friend Marty Tryon and Alpine, the executor who spent nights drinking beer in the garage in the car, talking about what to do if he ever gave up the classic car. We were joking. He says, wouldn't it be cool to get in touch with Tony Dow and see if he wants his first car back. So a few weeks ago, Marty came up with a swell idea, tracked down Tony Dow, emailed him in L.A. Gee whiz, Marty. Gee whiz. I can't oh, believe you got hold of Oh, gosh, Wally. <laughs> As Tony settles into his old wheels. I can't wait to hear it run and get it started. Down memory lane. I'll go to big, Bob's Big Boy and see if I can pick up any girls like I used to. I didn't, actually. And I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and uh, he is not, uh, you know, and that's uh, the, the sign of a guy who's married 45 years. He's making it clear that he's not going down to Bob's big boy uh, to pick up any girls. But uh, our thoughts and prayers are with the family of Tony Dow. Uh, you know, I keep in contact with some of these uh, older TV stars through Facebook. And um, by all accounts, from everybody you see, uh, Tony Dow was kind of like Wally Cleaver in real life. Stand-up guy, uh, you know, who uh, who tried to help a lot of people. So uh, may he uh, rest in peace and may his memory always be a blessing. All right, uh, time now for, we'll take a, a second. You know, time now for our, uh, our free to the people just are talking about all over the place. You can't go in a coffee shop in uh, the area without hearing uh, the phrase,
Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. Good morning, Nathan. I thought I was never going to be able to ask. For some reason, I was uh, getting it going, playing, and then even the little unlock of the car was a little bit slower than usual. So, you know, I think we need to give it some of that coffee from the Shoreline Cars and Coffee there. Yeah, you know what? The funny thing is I'm looking for the coffee at the Shoreline Cars and Coffee, and I don't see it. So I'm a little, um, I'm a little verklempt. Uh, you know, next time I come down, I'm going to grab a couple of jugs and or buy a coffee truck and, and bring it down here or something because uh, there's not uh, there's no coffee to be found except in my little chill bag in the back. I got a one of those big. Uh, oh, here comes one of my favorites, man. This is a '55, I think Pontiac, maybe '50. I think it's a '55 Pontiac. Oh, nice green and white trim on there. Green in the back, white in the front. Good old kind of like gray. beach cruiser. Because of the sun, but yeah, it's a gorgeous uh, car. Beautiful car. My dad had one. Well, my dad had one of everything. You know, when you own a gas station, you buy and sell cars like it's going out of style. Anyway, Nathan, you want to ask me what I'm driving this week? And Vinny, if you could get a little bit closer to the microphone there. We just kind of lost your audio. I had to go back and look at the numbers. <laughs> I'm Lexus ES 300H. <laughs> this is the big, uh, the, you know, not the biggest Lexus, but the large Lexus. It's a hybrid, and it's an F-Sport. And, I, you know, I drove one of these last year, and one of the great things about it was that it, um, you know, you get these hybrids, and you're used to them being pretty tame. And when you drop the uh, the F Sport hybrid into uh, Sport, it actually gives you a little bit of Sport. It actually gives you a little uh, a little oom. Uh, beautiful interior, red and black, well appointed, easy to get in and out of. A hybrid that has some guts to it. And uh, I'm looking forward to taking this car on a nice little road trip. Beautiful silver and black uh, color scheme with black wheels. And I used to like black wheels. We are on location with New York Vinny at the Shoreline Cars and Coffee. It looks like we're having another problem with the connection, so we'll work on getting that reestablished. In the meantime, we'll just throw it over to a quick break, and we'll be back in just a quick moment here. Stay with us. No matter how you say it, cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Attraversate soltanto al segnale verde, mai nel mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Geht darüber de gas, norden wenn es green, nicht ergis zwischen den mitten vom block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner is clear and wait and wait until you see the light turn green 
don't cross the street in the middle 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 of the block don't cross the street in the middle 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 of the block talk radio that will get you thinking alternative talk 11:50 all right back with you here on drive time radio 11:50 KKNW we are live at Shoreline Cars and Coffee Lance Lambert from the Vintage Vehicle Show is here with me as we uh, observe some of the uh, the great machinery that you can see. That uh, noise you heard when uh, a minute ago was a, a, a beautiful 69 Z28 Camaro pulling up. Uh, one of the uh, really ex- exceptional collector cars uh, that you can own. I, you know, and of course, uh, I, like everybody else, sold mine in 1973 for about 200 bucks. Uh, after I sideswiped somebody with it. So, uh, you know, everybody's got one of those stories. As you just heard go by there, I'm sure, uh, you always get the one or two guys that have to drive by with the mufflers open and, you know, hey, everybody, look at me. And and I learned, uh, this is new to me, probably old news to your uh, listeners and viewers, that there are audio systems that you can plug into your exhaust system that amplify the noise via speakers rather than what's coming out of the tailpipe. So I think that's cheating. Yeah, I do too. You know, I first encountered that. I drove a, a BMW. I forget what it was. Oh, it was an electric BMW, and it had that in it because it didn't have uh, an internal combustion engine. In it. But yet, yet, you could, um, you, you know, when you hit the gas, you heard this noise come out of it that sounded kind of like an internal combustion engine. And man... I was like, wait a second, hang on. What the heck is going on here? <laughs> Somebody's pulling a prank on me. Exactly. So this is um, this is really grown, this event. I mean, I, I, we did a remote here, what was it, in April? Uh, yeah, I think it was in April we did a remote here. And man, oh, man, I mean, it's, um, I mean, maybe there was 20 cars. I mean, it looks like it's close to, I don't know, what would you say, 40, 50 here already? Uh, 50, I'd say at least. If it's raining out, they'll still come. There's 20 cars. Our record here was a count of 118 cars. But usually uh, it's like these days about 60 cars. Today the, the heat will, uh, the sunlight will bring some in and the heat will scare some away. So we'll probably stay at 50 or 60 cars, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely getting warm here. I mean, it's... Uh Matter of fact, it's warmer than I thought uh, it would be at this uh, point in time today. I mean, it's already kind of, I think, probably hitting 80 on the uh, on the thermometer. But, uh, you know, come out. Come see this. Uh, it's a really, uh, it's a great thing to, to bring your kids to. I just saw somebody with, I believe, a 72 Chevy, um, looks like a, a Cheyenne. Uh, definitely, definitely a C10, and it's in my favorite colors, the uh, orange and white. Which I just uh, is one of my. Fa- I'm an orange car guy. I love orange cars, man. Yeah. Well, no offense, but there's a, a really pretty green Hillman parked a couple rows away that probably is the best looking car here, is what I think. You know, I, I would tend to agree with you. You know, I'm going to tell you a quick story about Hillman's. My dad, it was 1964, and I was nine years old, and my dad had a Hillman in the back of the gas station that somebody had left him and he stuck it in the back of the gas station. He had a Hillman and he had a Messerschmitt in the back of the gas station. And both of them weren't that old, you know, a couple of years, I don't know, at that time, maybe five, six, seven years old, but junkers at that time. 
So he says to me, well, Vinny, if you can get that car going, I'll, I'll, learn you, I'll teach you how to drive it. So all summer I worked on that car. And you know what? At nine years old, I got that car running. And he had to take me out and teach me how to drive it in the gas station. <laughs> well, if you had uh, certain models of a Messerschmitt right now, you could buy about half the cars in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. All right, Lance, listen, it's good to see you. Thank you for coming by, man. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it, you know, a, a lot of this, I am sure, is, uh, you know, part of your doing because you're the man when it comes to these uh, these collector cars. Well, thank you, Vinny. It's an honor to be on your show again, and, and it's an honor to, uh, to know that we're friends. So thank you very much. Shame here, Lance. Thanks very much for coming by. Man. All right, we'll take a quick break here, and then we will be back with our cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon right here on 1150 KKNW. Bright new beginning to a beautiful 1968. Chevrolet's Impala Sport Coupe. Dramatically new. Distinctively styled. What strikes you first is the beautiful harmony of line. Every curve, every sweep is clean and compatible. Modern, fresh design. And inside, Chevrolet remembers your comfort with new colors, new fabrics, new instrument panel. Security, too, with the proved GM energy-absorbing steering column, new side marker lights. Impala 68, unforgettably beautiful. Right back to its new recessed taillights. Impala, America's favorite car, is at your Chevrolet dealers, who reminds you, be smart, be sure, buy Chevrolet. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. All right, back with you on Drive Time Radio. Uh, if you've been listening to the show, you know that we've been encountering some technical difficulties this morning, so we're not on Facebook Live, uh, but we are at Shoreline Cars and Coffee, which is up at 155th and Westminster. Uh, up in Shoreline, and uh, again, some really incredible cars up here. I mean, I'm sitting here on the back row, uh, the back nine here, and, and I can see uh, from here, let's see, going down the line, we got a, a C7 Vet. Uh, as I said, that beautiful um, Cheyenne, orange and white Cheyenne. We got a, uh, a late model Mustang. A huge, what I believe is a Cadillac, a Chevy S10 pickup, a Ford Lightning a step side pickup, a 65, a 66, 67, actually 67, 68 Mustang, a Z28 Camaro, a couple of Porsches, two beautiful women who are walking their dogs around, <laughs> a, a, a um, Pontiac Solstice. A Dodge of some kind. I think it's uh, one of the big uh, mid-90s Dodges. And a K-Car. So uh, a wide variety of, uh, of vehicles here that uh, are, uh, you know, are, are out here for you to come by and see. So, uh, as a matter of fact, we just have a little Chevy Spark pulling, us, uh, pulling up next to us, which is... Really, um, uh, you know, late model, and you bring it, and you show it, and people look at it. It's a beautiful thing. 
That's what the car club, the car show, is all about. All right, time now for our Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, this is a group out of, um, I believe they're out of Boulder, Colorado, in the 60s. And you, they're probably the most viewed but least well-known group of the 60s. They were in several surf movies. I mean, uh, they might have been the band in every surf movie. It was uh, produced by American International back in the day. But uh, they made quite a name for themselves uh, on the California surf circuit as well. A lot of people say that uh, this really was one of the uh, best surf bands ever to hit the, uh, hit the stage. So what do you say we listen to a, a tune that's tailored for this morning. This is Our Car Club by the Astronauts here on KKNW. There you go, the Astronauts with Our Car Club here on 1150 KKNW. And uh, uh, again, a group out of the uh, city uh, of uh, Boulder, Colorado, a very Famous. And again, as I said, they were in a ton of those uh, surf movies, actually backed up Sonny and Cher in one of them. So, um, you know, that, uh, I thought that uh, our car club, and while this is not a car club per se, it's a group of people who get together and walk around and it's a car show here uh, at uh, Shoreline at uh, Westminster, the parking lot of the uh, town and country market. Uh, here at uh, here at uh, Shoreline on a 55th and Westminster. So if you want to come by, bring the kids. It's actually good to see. Uh, there's a ton of people here that have brought kids, dogs. I don't know how crazy I am about bringing dogs to these things. To be honest with you, I just uh, you know it's it's uh, I don't know that uh, you know the dogs like it. Maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe there's some call loving dogs. I know the dogs probably like. When you, uh, you know, stick your head out the window, when they stick their head out the window and they feel the breeze in their face. But I don't know about walking around a bunch of uh, cars if that's, uh, you know, what uh, the way it's supposed to work for the dogs. For the dogs. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. We have our, uh, our review of the week for you. Uh, our drive time road test is coming up. We get a chance to spend uh, some time uh, this week. Uh, or last week, I should say, with the um, with the Honda Passport Trail Sport. Uh, is it man enough? Is it woman enough? Is it car enough uh, to take off-road? It's one of the questions we'll answer for you when we come back here on Drive Time Radio. Ever look inside a drop of gasoline? We do at Tidewater again and again, splitting the tiniest of drops even smaller and smaller and smaller. Then we check the balance of molecules to learn all that science can learn. All to make Flying A the most advanced gasoline of today and for tomorrow. From other Tidewater research programs come new ways to bring your car a longer engine life with lubricants designed to protect under all conditions in any climate. 
That's why Vidal motor oils are so widely used in 82 countries around the world. And Tidewater Research also brings you greater safety with the remarkable new Flying A Safety Ride tire. First with the revolutionary Dynapol tread. New Safety Ride tires take extreme punishment with an extra margin of safety. Watch. At 50 miles per hour, these Flying A tires on the left stop 39 feet safer than other premium tires. New gasolines developed in Tidewater Laboratories have to prove themselves under the widest range of driving conditions. They're tested for winter driving high in the mountains, tested for summer heat out on the desert, tested for start and stop driving too, tested and tested to make sure Flying A gasoline puts more action in your car wherever you drive. This research is just part of Tidewater's one and a quarter billion dollar investment for your car. And here's where it all pays off for you. In finer products and better service at your Flying A dealer. Drive in at Tidewater's sign of quality, Flying A. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. And there are the Beach Boys uh, to bring us back in here uh, on Drive Time Radio. We are um, we are live at uh, we are live at Carson Coffee in Shoreline. Uh, we're on the phone here, really, uh, uh, broadcasting to you because we've had some technical difficulties this morning. But uh, you know, you work through them. That's what uh, life is all about. You're uh, presented with the problem, and you work through it and get through it. So that's what uh, we do. All right, uh, Nathan, I think. Uh, by the way, Nathan, uh, can you talk to me here through this? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, uh, I saw that you, had your, you turned in your Camaro this week. What happened? I did. Uh, my, fi- my car finally got fixed. I got the call on Monday morning and say, hey, your car is all ready. Uh, you can drop the rental off at our shop and come pick your car back up. And how do you like your car? First, let's talk about your car. How did you like to get your car back? Oh, man, it's almost like driving a new car all over again. I mean, you get back into it. Well, first of all, the first impression is getting back into my car. I felt like the shop I was in there under, like... The fine print, maybe they lifted my car up five feet or something like that, because I'm so used to the low profile of the Camaro, and now getting back into the Mazda 3, it's like I'm driving an SUV. It feels so high off the ground, and all the proportions are a lot different, and dimensions, and like I said, you know, starting, it's almost like having a new car all over again. Everything just feels nice and solid. They did a really good job of cleaning the inside and the outside of the car. And feels like I just got a brand new car all over again. And you were sad to see the, uh, you were, I'm sure, sad to see the uh, Camaro go. A little bit. Uh, it was a bittersweet uh, departure from that car. There were some things I really loved about the Camaro and some things I was like, yeah, this is probably a reason why I would not buy the Camaro. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's nice to drive something sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you from experience that you might not buy. <laughs> well, and <laughs> you, you got to take into account, too, that I was driving a rental car, and you never know what kind of abuse the car uh, might have gone through in the past with previous owners. And I say that because 
uh, one of the previous owners, the rental company, let me know that they ripped off the no smoking sticker and uh, there was like a smell of smoking in the car. So, you know, obviously somebody was disrespecting what they were, how they were supposed to treat the vehicle. And it seemed like the car had some issues with it that could have been a result of hard driving because it is a really powerful car and naturally somebody wouldn't want to drive it fast, but it seems like it might have taken a little bit of abuse in the 50,000 miles that it's gone through various owners. Well, you can almost bet that a a Camaro, uh, you know, from a rental company will have gone through some abuse. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's just, it's the way it is, you know, I mean, it's life in, uh, in car city. All right. Uh, well, good, Nathan. I mean, I'm glad that you got that, uh, you know, you got your car back and that uh, everything seems to be hunky-dory uh, with it. It's uh, nothing like driving your own car, right? So far, so good. I just wish I could take it uh, out onto the driveway and give it a good hand washing. But with the new paint, I got to hold off on that for about 30 days. Yeah, yeah. Let it uh, let the paint uh, bond to the metal and everything like that. Okay, let's, uh, let's do our uh, road test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, this week, we get a chance to uh, tell you about the Honda Passport Trail Sport, which is uh, uh, kind of a dolled-up version of the Honda uh, Passport. Uh, what, they, what they've done, and it's a trend now among car makers is they've gone and um, did basically what we used to do when we were kids. Uh, you know, when you get a car when you were a kid, you go to the, uh, you know, at that time they had the AIDS store in New York, which was an auto parts store. And you want, you got like the things that stuck out, the curved feelers and a couple of reflectors. So if you had a, you know, a car, you tried to doll it up. You got the fuzzy dice. Uh, you didn't do anything to the engine uh, until later, or, or maybe you did it at all. But it was a way to make your car look cool without uh, really touching much of anything under the hood. And a lot of people that weren't mechanics or couldn't afford to have, uh, you know, drop a, a high-performance motor in there, used to do that. And uh, Honda as well as some other manufacturers, have now taken that to a new level. What they have done is uh, they've come up with these uh, vanity packages uh, to make you look like you are going off-road, to make you feel like you're ready to go off-road. Now, the Honda Passport is, uh, you know, as solid an SUV as you will buy out there, as you could go and find. There's the basic Honda Passport, uh, is is an adequate SUV to take somewhat off-road. It's not a Land Rover. It's not uh, a Jeep. Uh, but it'll perform in certain situations well. When you put the uh, pet, the uh, a trail sport package on, which gives you, uh, which gives you uh, a different nose, a bulge in the hood, uh, some other stuff, that, uh, you know, makes it look better, some orange stitching in the seats, so on and so forth, it makes you feel like you're driving a much more, I don't know, off-roady, uh, um, macho machine. 
but really it's not, other than widening the track on the car by, by uh, uh, a few millimeters. It really didn't, they didn't do much to it. I would have really have loved to see them put an off-road package in this thing. Just say to you, hey, you want to take this thing up to the top of Mount Baker? You want to take it up to the top of some place uh, and go off the road a little bit? Try it. Here you go. Here's some uh, better shots, better suspension, better springs. But they didn't do that. They want for something that'll look good when you're good when you're dropping your kid off at school. Is adequate to get you to the cabin uh, or up a forest road, but I really wouldn't try it uh, a lot more than mild off-roading. And the reality is that's okay for 99% of the people. For 99% of the people, you are never going to take that thing off-road. It is comfortable. It's fun to drive. It's good to drive. It handles solidly. Love the steering. I love the fact that it's got a V6 engine in it, and you get that V6 engine feeling to it. Not that, you know, the four-banger turbo feeling. Uh, it's a Honda, so it's well-constructed. And it's an, an excellent car. has a great uh, cargo room in it. I mean, it's roomy as all get-out. You can sleep in this thing with no problem. But the reality is, is that it uh, it lacks in, if, if you want to take it majorly off-road, you are absolutely going to have to um, put your own shocks in, put your own uh, springs in, and raise it and bring it up to the standard uh, that you would use in taking a vehicle um, majorly off-road, up to the tops of mountains, over railroad tracks, over hills, over dale. So the Honda Passport runs, I think it runs about 46,000 bucks as tested. A great SUV, uh, but not something that I would uh, specifically take very far off-road, but a great-looking family car from Honda. All right, that's going to wrap it up for us here on Drive Time this week. Uh, Before we go, I just want to, uh, you know, several years ago, I uh, on my radio show in San Francisco, I wished my friends Keith and Jamie good luck in their uh, wedding. This morning or this afternoon, uh, their son Jack is going to get married. Jack Slater is going to get married to his uh, beautiful fiance Diana, and I just wanted to. Uh, Take a moment to wish them all the luck in the world, good tidings, good fortune, and uh, that uh, God rides on both of their shoulders uh, through their entire marriage. Um, and it's uh, uh, this kid is special to me. He is, uh, you know, I've, I've watched him grow up, so it's interesting and wonderful to see him get married.